eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy Stevens. Oh, that was the play. We just had to play a little bit more pace. We had the right matchup. Um, Jason got downhill and made the right play at the rim. We just had to play a little bit more pace there, but that's, that was the play. Just make the right read, which I thought he did. We got Maxie in the pick and roll, and uh, he made the right play. We just didn't play fast enough. Yeah, would you, is there anything about the offensive Ours? No, we got great looks. Yeah, no, I thought we, I thought that was just... That was a great playoff basketball game. Um, you know, I thought we did a great job sticking with it throughout the game. Down nine, battled, got down double digits, took the lead. Uh, they just made a few more plays than we did down the stretch. Offensive rebounds, the P.J. Tucker and one, some loose balls, and then, uh, you know, so. Words from Coach Joe Missoula of the Boston Celtics after they lose a thriller, uh, what some were calling an OT classic in Philadelphia from the Wells Fargo Center on Sunday. Andy Hart, it was on day three of the big Boston versus Philadelphia sports weekend that Philadelphia strikes back. And while the Red Sox losing on Sunday 6-1 to one from Citizens Bank Ballpark was not much of a bummer at all. These things happened. They did have an eight-game winning streak. It is the Celtics losing a game that they were down big in. At one point, it was 91-77. They came back, took a five-point lead in the fourth quarter, and twice, not once, but twice had opportunities to win it at respective buzzers in overtime and and in regulation as well, but missed opportunities with Marcus Smart threes. Like he said, not playing with pace and the sense of urgency you would think they would need at the end of overtime and in regulation is what is breaking Boston for Monday morning, May 8th, 2023. Hello, how are you? Your old pals, Fitzy and Hart, Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart. And we're breaking down the Celtics overtime loss to the 76ers, 116 to 115. Andy, this morning, 
It is Coach Joe Missoula who was catching a lot of heat uh, for the way that he ran the end of that game. I take you now to a quick poll put up by at WEEI last night. Who is to blame for the Celtics game for finish? Missoula, Tatum, or Smart? With 67% of the blame and over 3,100 votes as of recording early this morning, Joe Missoula is... Uh, it's, he's in the lead, and that's not a lead that you want to have. The lead you want to have is being up five points with just over a minute to go in the damn game after you were down 91-77 and playing with uh, a lackluster effort. Jason Tatum had two points, two points at the half, and yet still they were in a position to win. But apparently Joe Missoula, Andy, thinks that there's a rollover plan for timeouts, and they're going to be stocked up with him in game five just in case he needs him. Why would he not call? You heard the audio there. They said they got the looks, needed to play with more pace. Why wouldn't he call a timeout either at the end of regulation or overtime to set up something better than hopefully getting the ball to Marcus Smart for a 30-point game-winning shot? Yeah, I don't even know where to begin here. First of all, I was going to show up late as a uh, ode to Jason Tatum and just do half the podcast <laughs> and let you do half yeah, the show. You join at the eight minute mark. <laughs> I was going to, but I was like, nah, I won't do that. Um, I don't even know where to start here. This Ugh. hardo act of Missoula, his, his aversion to timeouts and then his stubbornness. Nope. That's exactly what we wanted. We just need to play with more pace. Hey, here's an idea. If you had called timeout, you mm -hmm. could have instructed the team to play with the proper pace and not mm -hmm. get the game winning shot after the buzzer goes off, not have Jason Tatum walking up the court as tick, tick, tick. So you could have affected that in any way you wanted. And I would continue, Glenn Ordway, old friend on Twitter, asked a simple mm. question that I think needs to be asked. First of all, in the clip we played coming in, Missoula didn't answer about the timeout at all. He did nope. not address the timeout. He went right past it. And I think the question to ask is, what advantage did the Celtics gain by not calling timeout? as you said, saving it, being one of those public sector workers who at the end of their career is owed like three weeks of vacation time because they've been letting them roll over for the fast, last five years. Joe, they don't do that. What advantage did you gain by not calling timeout there? But there are so many layers to this. So end of regulation and end of overtime, mm -hmm. your plays are Marcus Smart. So you and I have raved all year about people named Tatum and Brown and Brogdon and White and all, mm -hmm. you know, various points. Al, Al, um, Al Horford was one of the best three-point shooters on the team. I'd rather Al things. Jefferson take that shot than Marcus Smart. <laughs> and why is Marcus Smart suddenly the closer? And then as you talk about this team's inability to close, which I think is now being married up with the Sixers inability to close when PJ Tucker is screaming at the NBA MVP to basically do something and not be mm -hmm. such a, you know what, down the stretch, these teams mirror each other. So like they're not mature. They don't yep. know how to finish. They have superstars that are inconsistent. Like mm -hmm. Harden is 40 crappy, crappy 40. So he's yeah. due for a crappy crappy. He has two shows up sometimes right. like, and then, and then you get Jalen Brown continuing to be frustrated post-game where he has to say, remember after game one, it was like, yeah, I want to run, but nobody runs with me. I got nobody to run with me. Maybe if they'd run. And then this game, it's like, maybe I should demand the ball, right? Well, maybe demand the ball during the game. You are a superstar. You have carried this team. Jalen Brown is the more consistent postseason player. Can we agree? Last two years, Jalen Brown is the most consistent star on the team. More so than Jason Tatum? Absolutely. Absolutely. So he can't disappear. He can't just defer. But I would also argue that's on Missoula. 
Missoula dealing with his two-headed superstar monster and realizing maybe monster A doesn't close as well as monster B, or at the very least, monster B has to be involved, Jalen Brown, more in the offense. So the only thing that's great about this series is that they are so evenly matched. You're going to get a very competitive series down the stretch. It's now a three-game series tied at two. Mm-hmm. You're good Because if you look at the stats in this game, it's crazy how nearly identical they are. Three-point shooting, free throws, turnovers, offensive re- – like all the things you usually look to to assess a game and why it went a certain way. Well, this game went the way it did because it was evenly matched throughout the st- statistics. So it- it's infuriating. Yep. But I'm going to go back to – it mm-hmm. really doesn't change how I feel about the team. I didn't trust the coach coming in. Nope, still don't. It was the biggest question A- mark. Absolutely. It's the biggest question mark aside, aside from the effort thing. And we right. have to sort of parse out here. And I think we'll continue to throughout this series. And if they should win what is now basically just a best of three when they get into the Eastern Conference Finals, if they're so fortunate to, we'll continue to question the coach's use or non-use of timeouts. Uh the inability or rather the hesitance to actually call a play and this inconsistent effort, like with six seconds left in overtime down one, and we'll get to the play that allowed James Harden to shoot the ultimately game winning three 45 in the first game, 42 in game four, James Harden. I don't even think he had multiple 40 point games this season. And yet he has now come alive again against the Celtics, whether, whether or not that's something defensive or whether he's, he's motivated, I'm not exactly entirely sure, but um, there's six seconds left and Jason Tatum is almost at center court trying to call the play and get the team organized, ultimately drives and kicks back out to Smart and they're a half second too late on Mm -hmm. what would have been Smart's game winning three that he sank, but sorry, doesn't count. That also happened earlier this year when uh, Joel Embiid's 70 footer didn't count as well, but that was a heave ho hail Mary at the end of the game, not a, a quote unquote design play. I don't understand. The only thing I can think of, the only reason I can think Joe Missoula does not want to call timeout is he doesn't want to allow the other team to get into a better defensive posture or to try to guess what the Celtics are calling and then call a defensive lineup. So he's trying to catch them on their heels with his best five guys out there in the court. Okay, I still would rather you get the ball maybe a whisker quicker to Malcolm Brogdon or Derek White, especially Brogdon. That's my guy. I would trust him with the game-winning shot. Anytime. And yes, I got clapped at by plenty of people. Bro, come on. Smart hit the game when he shot. It was just a half second too late. Yeah, if Spots Candy's nuts, we'd all be a Merry Christmas. If my aunt had a blank, she'd be my uncle. It didn't count. They didn't win. They lost the game. And it, part of it was because of their lackluster effort. Uh, our pal Mike Giardi tweeted after the game, kind of summed angry. up everything perfectly. Joe Missoula didn't call a timeout at the end of regulation. Ball ended up in Marcus Smart's hands. Miss. Decides to go the same route in OT. Shot ends up not getting off in time. Blown opportunity. I hate everything again. That's pretty much exactly how it went, Mike. That is exactly how it went. That's exactly how we all feel. The Celtics should be done with this series. They have lost two games by a total of three points, I want to say. I didn't check the final score of the first game again, but I think that was, uh, yeah, So they've lost either by two points or three points, both to James Harden three-pointers. Now, the first one, they got the matchup they wanted, Horford on Harden. Still a little too much room, but, uh, you know, you got to tip your cap on that one. That was a hell of a shot. Still should have never let them come back from down 13 in that one. But in this one, why are they doubling Joel Embiid 
when he could potentially hit a two in the lane to tie the game. Okay, worst comes to worst. Now it's a tie game, Andy, and you're going for the game-winning shot or you go to double overtime. But Jalen Brown coming off his man to double Embiid, who then kicks it out to a wide open James Harden in the corner. Say what you will about his his effort at times and the way his season has gone. The guy's still a the guy's going to go to the Hall of Fame, and you can't leave anyone, let alone him, open for a game winning three in the corner. Brown tries to recover; he doesn't get there in time. That was just bad defense. That was a bad decision that was made. The coach, if that was the coach's decision, that was a stupid decision. But you can't do that. They do it; they get burned by it. They are victims of their own device. Self-inflicted wounds have caused two losses in a series that is now going back to Boston and is a best of three. Well, first of all, you probably should thank Philly for being in it in this game. Philly controlled the game. They just yeah. didn't because they're Philly, because they're like you. They they didn't close. They didn't put their foot on your throat and end it. Um, they let you hang around, then they let you take the lead and sort of take control there at the end. I do think that's interesting on the Brown thing, whether that is something that's discussed earlier or whether that's just a pure athlete mm-hmm. See. Because Embiid was having his way with Tatum. He was going to lay it in, right? Like, he's he's going to lay it in. He, it's a it's a guaranteed two points. I don't know if that's an over-aggressive athlete helping from that side. Um, I think some of this, I've, I've been following sort of the critiques on Twitter. I think pre-existing biases are playing into the reactions to this game in some degree. It's like, if you hate Jalen Brown, and there are a lot of Jalen Brown haters out there, you're mm-hmm. ripping Jalen Brown for his defense. If you have issues with Jason Tatum as the superstar, you're questioning why he didn't close, why he's not getting the shot off, why he's not leading the pacing on the final shot. If you hate Joe Mazzula, who I jokingly mm-hmm. called Joe Malusa after this game, <laughs> if you hate Joe Malusa, well, then you're ripping him in the coaching and the timeouts. It's like your pre-existing biases you can make fit the end of this game and choose who you kind of lamb Oh, the end the of walk. this game allowed all the narratives – that we walked yep. into it with to only mushroom, if not grow further. Like we, we've we had issues with Joe Missoula, or you call him Malusa, uh, Missoula, uh, like pr- pretty much since halfway through the season when they they first struggled after they got off that Whiteheart 21-5 and five start. I We all wonder, like, how come he is so weird after the end of the game? What is up with these weird postgames? How come all these jokes, the, the stares, the weird gestures and everything, and then – I don't, the presser is still like, again, it's what you said about Belichick a long time ago. Like you love it. Like you love Belichick's antics, his histrionics, the disdain for the media, the immaturity, uh, the, uh, you know, the grumpiness when the Patriots were winning and Super Bowls were a regular part of our Boston sports fan diet. It's like, yeah, we love that. It's awesome. That he's a, he's our, he's our jerk. And then when the Patriots have struggled a little bit, it's like, now this is like, come on, Bill, grow up, do something different. Like, Hey, Missoula, you haven't really like, it's like, oh, this is kind of funny. He's his own. He's his own guy. He's a weird dude. But the Celtics are rolling. Versus, like, hey, you haven't really earned the right to act like Belichick Jr. or do this weird stuff. Like, shouldn't you be a little more contrite? Shouldn't you be a little more personable? How about some straightforward answers without the weird jokes and the icy cold stares or the clipped one word terse responses? And it's fake. I, I, like that's the it's, other. Thing. It's a I, thing. Yeah, I've listened to him on the radio. I've heard him in other interviews. He's a very different guy. When and Brian just- Scalabrini on our station a number of times in his appearances always says, that's not the Joe I know. That's not the Joe I've played pickup basketball with. He, like, he's still finding his way 
in the media or whatever, uh, his style, which I hate. Just be yourself. Whoever you are, don't be don't try to be some combination of Popovich and Belichick merged in these, you know, first quarter sideline <laughs> interviews. Like don't, that's what I'm don't. calling him from now on. I'm calling him Popachick. Exactly. He, oh, no, 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 not with his history. Don't call him a Papa chick. Ooh, uh, actually, come where we were coming Third off rail. We'll go with Bella Belovich. Yes. <laughs> um, we'll go but, with Belovich. We're laughing about this, but all the I need to, because otherwise I would throw my computer out the window. And I've threatened to throw this computer out the window a number of times the last two weeks watching these Celtics and after the damn Bruins series. Because their flaws are bubbling up, whether it's the coach, whether it's the the finishing of games and sort of how you slot people in. But for this one, just like to get back to the central theme. So your play twice with the game on the line is Marcus Smart. Like, that's your decision. Marcus Smart should because I think if you flipped the script and said, hey, Doc Rivers, who do you want to shoot for them? I think he would say Marcus Smart. Um so Joe Mazzulla wants Marcus Smart to shoot. Doc Rivers wants Marcus Smart to shoot. That's a it'd be problem. Like if, right? it'd, be, it'd be like if if Doc Rivers drew up a play, and he was great all those years with the Celtics, still is. Uh, but I remember how good he was at calling a timeout in key moments and drawing up a great entry pass in play for a necessary bucket. If he decided to run a game-winning play or a potential game-winning play in the and their shot that they wanted – was a 29-footer from P.J. Tucker? I would almost say, please, every time, go right ahead. Exactly. Go exactly. right ahead. And so that's where I have the issue, even beyond the timeout. That's the play. Like, that's exactly what – and and again, we're supposed to – Doris Burke, mm -hmm. I swear, somewhere Deuce is like, hey, back off my dad. You're a little over the top, lady. She loves her some Jason Tatum. Like, sure. when he does anything, she just gushes about because his Because when he gets going, he is an absolute force of nature. He is a okay, freakish so athletic I know. Don't give it to Marcus Smart. Why is he? Okay, that's another good question. LeBron James has caught flack for years for a million different reasons. But one of the things that has dogged him has been when the game's on the line, why aren't you taking the game-winning shot? You are one of the five greatest players of all time. Unless somebody who is awesome like Robert Ory is in the corner, and that's about how wide open James Harden was. It was big shot Bob-esque levels. Unless it's Robert Ory in the corner, he and his seven championships, why isn't Jason Tatum the one trying to make – yeah, I know they're going to try to double him and they're going to apply defensive pressure to Jalen Brown as well. But sometimes when you're the man, you've got to make the play. You have right. to be the one that the team looks to. You are the beacon of hope. You are the greatest talent. You are the leader. You're the playmaker. So why is he driving where he might be able to take a game-winning shot close to the hoop and then kicking it out for a 30-footer, which Marcus Smart didn't get off? Now I'm getting all – It's it, again, it should be over. But, Andy, I do want to present this little bit of hope. I saw this after the game as well, and it was shocking when I saw it. Uh, and uh, this, some, this guy is on to something. Um, it's at Big Deuce V2, okay? Um, on April 23rd, he tweeted out Celtics versus Sixers series prediction. Game one, 76ers. Game two, Celtics. Game three, Celtics. Game four, 76ers. And then he offered a game five and game six prediction, which I'll get to in a second. You ready for this? Game one, close game. It was Sixers. Sixers. Game Sucks two, Sixers. The uh, it's the Sixers versus the Sixers, depending on how the Celtics are playing. Game two, blowout. Celtics blew them out. Game three, close game. It was Friday night's game. 
game four game winner. There was a game winner for James Harden in overtime. So this guy basically is a precog and has called the entire series. Uh, do you want to know how he sees games five and six going? He tweeted this again. This was a tweet that went out before the series. Ooh. All right, ready? He has the Celtics winning game five in a blowout. And then his prediction was game six, kind of close to the Celtics. I I don't have a problem seeing that come to fruition. I think he could be. Now, it, it's weird. Sure, it's weird. And mm-hmm. there are people that Is believe. Is it Missoula weird? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. There are a few things that are Missoula weird. Uh, and there are people that believe that some of these things are scripted. Hell, we dealt with it in the NFL. It's fixed mm-hmm. or whatever from Zach right. Taylor um, and the NBA, the Donaghy thing. Mm-hmm. And just sort of you always Aaron say, Foster, oh, well, the yeah, NBA, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, they need this series to go six. So we know how tonight's going kind of mentality. Uh-huh. Um, it'll be interesting. I hope he's right. I love these Me conspiracy too. theories. I All love right. these creative. You from the the film world. This mm-hmm. is well written series by Big Deuce V two. Oh, are you kidding? This would this is great. There's plenty of drama. I, I'll say I've been very compelled by this series. It's given us great content. It's taken us on an emo- emotional roller coaster ride as well. If if this is the way it goes, great. However, and we'll wrap with this. Um, at the it, during the Bruins. Panther series and now the Panthers are up three nothing on a white hot Leafs team which tells you in a lot of ways that maybe the Bruins got in the way of a team that caught fire uh the Panthers are on an absolute heater right now three nothing they just win their first home game in the conference semifinals against the Leafs on Sunday that team maybe they're a team of destiny who knows the Bruins were a couple of misplays away from being able to wrap that series themselves several times game Marshawn shot uh overtime game seven in at the garden, but you and I both said as the Bruins were up three, one, then it went to three, two and three, three, they kept playing with fire and self-inflicted wounds would likely cost them if they kept playing this way. And they did ultimately. And I feel the same way now about these Celtics. Now I'm not saying that the Sixers are going on some sort of heater. If there's a team of destiny in the Eastern conference right now, it's the Miami heat. But if the Celtics can't clean up these same mistakes that have been dogging them for the better part of this season, first year under Joe Missoula, and now especially the playoffs in this series, it's going to cost them down the road, and they're good enough to win a championship. But if they don't, it's going to be their own damn fault. Yeah, I think there's definitely, and, and as I started, the similarities between these teams, it could, this seven-game series may not end up be who wins it, it's who loses it, which team uh, isn't mature enough, doesn't have the better stars to pull away and control the outcome of the series. But either way, it's there for the taking. I think the Celtics are the better team. I think mm-hmm. they should win two of the next three games somehow, some way, whether it's on script or off script. Um, but Joe Missoula, you better get your ish together. Just saying. The way the Celtics are playing right now, they are breaking hearts, hopefully not in the long term and long run. And that's what we talk about each and every day with a hot cup of what you need to know as a Boston sports super fan on Breaking Boston. I'm at Fitzy GFY. That's at Jumbo Heart. Give us a, a rating, a little, a little subby right there. Share. Tell your friends. Hey, guys, you know what? There's this fun new podcast where every morning. These two knuckleheads that I hear all over the dial at WEI give me 15 to 20 minutes of the biggest story or the biggest stories and what I need to know to set the table and get my day going as a diehard Boston sports super fan. We'll be back tomorrow, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Let's go Celtics. Clean it up, Missoula. And for the love of God, please don't let Marcus Smart take another game winning three. See ya.